worried that you might be the cool kid You wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream Always so generic, more normal than your friends Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears There's no need to panic if you let us your ears Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for a new episode of the It's Canon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about all things nerd, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because as the title of the show says, it's all in canon. I'm your host, I'm Boris, and I'm joined by Phil. Folks, you're in for a treat because we've been working on this episode for the full week, like all effort. Yes. I think I think we're in for another fun one, everyone. So happy new year indeed. Yep. Happy New Year. I wasn't here last week because the gremlins got in all the tech yet again. Uh, but things are looking a little better. A little little nervous this afternoon because things did crash. But we're here. We're recording. I'm happy, and here we are, man. Um, yeah, happy New Year to you. We've barely really spoken. Actually, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we're talking this year. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. You're right. I, even our messages back and forth, they're pretty minimal lately. There's just been so much going on and in all of our lives, I guess. And yeah, so happy New Year to you, my friend. And yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas and all that happy holidays stuff. And to our listeners as well, even though we've said it before, you just can't get too much good good vibes, you know? Exactly. Especially nowadays when things are just like so tough, especially here in Ontario, uh, you know, for those people who don't live in Ontario, you know, we're essentially back in a a version of a lockdown. Uh, restaurants are closed for indoor dining because there's nothing like a beautiful romantic dinner in the middle of the winter when it's minus 10 to 15 Celsius. You know, nothing says I love you like purple nipples. Yeah, like let's hit the patio, you know, have have a cold one and a cold one. Yeah. So yep. we, we don't even need a fridge. We can just keep it in the snowbank. Yeah, exactly. The the, the 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 natural freezer, as people like to call it. Um, but yeah, no, man, things are crazy here in Ontario. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You got to make the best of it, you know. Um, I'm not even going to get into it. There's no point, you know, what we're going to no. say. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, man. It's been a crazy week, Phil. It has been an insane, insane week. Um, you know, just uh, getting back to work has was was crazy. Um, you know, the, the the pandemic and the worker shortage is starting to show itself with some customers. Uh, so that's been fun and crazy to deal with. Uh, and then, you know, on the other side, on 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 my my bot my podcasting side. Uh, yeah, you know, trying to to make plans with this show, um, you know, the three of us need to, to sit down and kind of talk about what uh, a couple things. 
But, you know, we, we do have some episodes that we want to do. Uh, for those of you who haven't noticed, Tyler isn't here. He's dealing with some stuff. He's dealing with a sick person. I hope she feels better. Um, but we are delaying the best and worst of 2021 again because it's one of those episodes that i want the three of us to be around for uh so that essentially that that's where phil's joke comes into play because we have done <laughs> zero prep hence me talking the way that i'm talking because i have no idea what i'm going to talk about next so as i talk <laughs> i'm thinking about what's to come that's literally what i'm doing Right now, I'm vamping for time, vamping for material, because, <laughs> Phil, I literally have done zero prep outside of the episode that we were supposed to have, which was going to be a fun episode. We even had someone coming on, and uh, yeah, but like I was saying, it's been super crazy going back to work, and then on the podcast side podcast side of stuff, um, all the wrestling stuff, yeah, so you know, I've, I've kind of uh, taken second chair to Sunday night's main event, the main radio show, uh, so kind of um, helped with that getting it out to the radio stations and all that fun stuff, making sure that everything was updated properly internally, the websites, the, the Patreon, the Podbean, and everything in between, but everything is Ugh. looking good, and uh, yeah, you know, more more of that, but uh, yeah, super busy there. I did get some uh, notes and that from people that I know that listen to this show, so thank you for tuning in uh, to Sunday night's main event really means a lot. Um, you know, and I've always said this, like the comic book world, the geek world and the wrestling world kind of have a lot of crossover. So it just means a lot um, that, you know, people are uh, finding me on other means. And hey, if you're listening to this show because of the wrestling stuff, because of Sunday night's main event, uh, you know, thank you again. And it just me, you know, again, everyone who listens to the show means a lot because like I've always said, Phil, this has been nothing more than geek therapy for us when the pandemic started. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, you can take a breath, my friend. I can vamp for you for a little bit. But <laughs> it, I know the feeling because last week I was sitting in that chair, not literally, but figuratively. And it was, it, it's kind of like, okay, I guess I'm going into host mode now. And I'm guess, I guess we're going to need to figure out what the topics are going to be. So, Lo and behold, we determined, like Boris, being Boris, says, why don't you talk about the book of Boba Fett? And I'm like, yeah, man, I could do some book of Boba Fett. And then Tyler says, haven't watched it yet. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? you know, that's when, that's when you can literally tell Boris has exited the chat. I saw that yeah. message and I'm like, well, good luck, guys. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, okay, Tyler, you can go watch it. You have like 27 minutes <laughs> and that's what we did so um yeah i know the feeling uh but yes to the point of the crowds and and everything and, and the cross-pollination that happens between the podcasts and the and the different things hey everyone's welcome aboard the geek therapy train that's for sure i know that it's something that i've come to rely on and not only in just some of the content that we cover but also some of our, our, I don't know, our arrival points on certain things really help uh, manufacture a point of view for me on there's just so much stuff, you know, and this pandemic is, you know, here we are back in it, like you said, but the content is out there, man. Like 
Disney and, and HBO and everybody's just making a lot of stuff and they're trying things. And I guess that's where we kind of arrived at with Matrix Resurrections yes. last week. They tried something. Did it? Was it successful? I maybe. don't think so. I, I don't think but so in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, we haven't really, I haven't given my thoughts on the movie. And then, yeah. But, you know, I, I kind of align with what you and Tyler were talking about. Because unlike you two, when I'm away from this show, well, you're never away from this show. But unlike Tyler, when I'm away from this show, <laughs> I actually do listen back. Um, but, yeah, uh, mainly, to be 100% honest, the only reason I listen back is because I edit the fucking thing for you guys. Uh, anyways, yes. but um, <laughs> I do align my thoughts with you guys where, you know, there were some stuff uh, that I liked about the movie, but there was a lot that just didn't make sense. There was a lot that kind of made you go cringe. There was a lot that made you go, hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I think that it was a little too meta, um, especially yeah. for this day and age. Especially as you know the the, the how well, funny I said meta, but you know as the yeah. world of VR and all this and that and Second Life becomes more realistic, um, yeah, I think uh, there were a few things that uh, I don't know, I don't know, it just 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 didn't work out for lack of a better term. I I, I firmly believe I need to watch it again to really have an opinion, but I still have a bad taste in my mouth. And I need to go into that viewing without the bad taste, like being able to digest all the things that I had issues with and whatnot and just be at peace with them so I can appreciate it maybe on another level. Kind of like what I had to do with The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, I can watch a crap out of that movie now, but I'm over certain things. I'm just not going to get upset about certain things. I'm just going to accept them for what they are. And I think that that's where this movie is always going to couch itself because I pretty much feel like they came out and said this week, it lost so much money for HBO that they're just like Warner brothers is like, no, there is no five. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> we're, we're, we're parking that donkey for a long while. Yeah. So, so be it. You know, I, I think Tyler brought up some good points too, in that Keanu Reeves just wasn't ready to shoot an action matrix movie. So they glossed over a lot of stuff as far as him performing certain things, like doing certain things, interacting certain ways on screen. So I, I, I need to watch it again with all that in mind. I do, too. Um, when I watched, it was a very weird week. A lot was going on. I'm just like, I kind of threw it on for the sake of having something on, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I kind of, I kind of want to give it that second chance, a second go around, and see if I like it a little more. Which I think, I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know if I will. I don't know if I won't. I don't know if I, you know, will actually watch it again. But uh, it's for yeah. sure something that kind of didn't. I didn't give it the the chance that I should have. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's the Matrix. Uh, enough lalagagging there. Um, so uh, another thing that you guys were talking about was uh, Book of Bubba Fett, Episode 1. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a thing. We'll talk about Episode 2 a little later. Um, but uh, yeah, man, there's just been so much consumption on my from my end. It's been crazy. Uh, I watched that Disney movie, Encanto. 
Oh yeah, how was that? I heard it good is. things. About you know, it's 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 one. It's a Disney movie. It's a Disney Pixar animation movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it can tug on your heartstrings a little bit. Uh, you know, the especially with the 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 dynamics of the family, which is a Latino family. Um, so you know, I kind of uh kind of uh, under like uh, made a connection with it yeah uh, there were a lot aimed. of yeah exactly um it was a fun movie good movie beautiful like just beautiful looking tons of color super colorful super fun it was it was a it was a fun movie the music was actually really good uh but yeah yeah it was just one of those movies like you know just i think that if you should just watch it it's 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 disney it's pixar it's fun it's good. It's colorful. It's not like heavy viewing, which is exactly what you need nowadays. And at some point, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 a pretty good movie. I I I I'm fully on board with giving it a chance. Like, I have no issue with films like that. You know me. I I pretty much watch an awful lot of stuff, or at least I give it a try. And I've always enjoyed the the Disney brand of, of that kind of stuff. Like. I had a little bit of difficulty with Raya and the Dragon. I don't know. It just, I just, I wasn't feeling it. It didn't, it didn't hit well with me. But Soul and all that other stuff was all. They were all great. Like I, I've, I've pretty much loved most of what Pixar touches. Yeah, same here. You know, the, there's yeah. the obvious few exceptions. Sometimes things just aren't made for us. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, you know was what it was but it yeah it was man. what it was what can you say exactly it was but yeah there's was. so much stuff I, I to be honest like you know me life of a star wars geek right um we'll get to it but i gotta say i watched book of boba fett chapter two probably about five times this week and really? we're not talking five times because i wanted to deconstruct it for the show we're talking five times because I just wanted to watch it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to put it on, on again, the 55-inch 4K TV with the speakers and the and, and turn it to a level that was just unholy. Yeah. And enjoy it. Like, consume it. So, and, and yeah. So, there's that. I'm really excited about that being in my life again because I don't know if I've told you this, but for the longest time throughout my life i've always you know we as kids always knew that there were going to be nine movies all right so the first three come and then george goes into seclusion right and then lo and behold you know late 90s comes along and he says hey guess what folks i'm gonna do it i'm self-funding it i've you've bought all the lunch boxes i've taken all that money and i'm gonna build a sound studio and we're gonna do this we're gonna make my own star Wars prequels. He goes ahead and he does it. And then I'm thinking to myself, all right, so now we got three more to finish off the trilogy. Irrational thought enters my brain. What happens in my life when there's no more star Wars? There's no more war in the stars. Like what the hell am I going to do? So I'm thinking morbidly, there's a portion of my brain that's kind of going, well, that's it. That's that time can end at that point. 
<laughs> the anarchy, like the the apocalypse can begin. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. And then Disney acquire it, and then they come on with those three, and I eagerly, you know that I was excited to even go see Rise of Skywalker, despite yeah, all. For sure. You know what I mean? And we tried to like it. We did everything we could to be fans of the movie, right? And here's the thing. At the end of it, I was just like, darn it. Now what? And then the whisperings and, you know, Mandalorian and whatnot. And obviously Star Wars survives. Disney likes printing money. If anything, right now, the franchise is in better shape than ever yep. in the history of mankind. And we get all the Star Wars stories. So I, I knew that once Disney got control of it, that it's going to become a resource, whether or not it's good or what I want it to be. It's not important. But it's interesting now to have it back in my life in such a prevalent way. No, I totally get it, man. Um, you know, it's, it's it's just it's it's kind of weird, right? Like like how we consume content now and now Star Wars is just like in my opinion always going to be around. There's always going to be something Star Wars, some new content coming out about Star Wars basically until Disney Plus ceases to exist. Yeah. It, it 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 it's mind blowing, and the same with the MCU, right? Like, like I feel like the DCEU is just really beginning in earnest, where well, it's like we'll talk tried... about that in a second. We'll talk about that yeah. in a second, but yes, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm just like I see, you know, even with the MCU, I don't think Hawkeye performed as well as they wanted it to. I don't think that they got as much buzz as they wanted it to. And it kind of suffered. And I, I feel like Book of Boba Fett got off to that little bit of a stumble. And it's falling into that pattern, too. But I, I could argue that we could feel it a little bit. I don't know about you, but I, I can definitely say I was stoked for WandaVision. I was pretty happy with Falcon and Winter Soldier because it was right down the lane on what I thought it was going to be. Loki kind of had good and bad moments for me. Like I could feel myself like, uh, do I have to wake up and watch Loki or is it something that I just avoid the internet for today? And that's not a bad thing. Right. And then it's just like, okay, I'll watch Loki in the evening and I go, that episode really missed on me, but other ones hit. It's an interesting spot. What they're doing They're They're trying stuff. And yet again, seemingly they follow the same formula. So they're not even trying that much. <laughs> so it's it's such a bizarre spot right now for a lot of content and and also these shortened seasons you know six and seven episodes versus a full 10 that type of thing because of covid like let's not fool ourselves what that's all about right no no that's exactly it right i think i think you said it best right like it's it's there's you know, for better or for worse, COVID has kind of put us in this weird situation in terms of, 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 of content and the content and how we consume content. And it's for sure going to be changing. Um, you know, like who knows what theater is going to look like? Who knows what the streaming service and the deals are going to look like? You know, it's crazy to think. I was seeing this thing on Facebook actually recently about how we lived in a world where the only way that you can watch something is to go to the theaters. And mm. then you had to basically forget about it for the next eight months because eight months was the earliest that something would appear on VHS. Yep. 
It's crazy. Or, you know, back in my day, back in my day, we had laser discs, right? Like that was the most insane thing when I, when a friend of mine bought a laser disc player and had like the Empire Strikes Back on a widescreen TV of all things. He had thousands of dollars twisted up into this home theater setup. And it was what I decided I wanted as a kid. I was like, I got to have that. Yeah. And then when I went to buy my laser disc player, DVD players came out and I'm like, okay, I'll buy that one. <laughs> Just give me the DVD. Come on. But well, yeah, it's amazing to think of that, that major, gap major huge. limitations in terms of, of storage, oh. right? Like, what was it? Half yeah, an hour? Flip them. Yeah. Yeah. You had to flip them. Like, Half an hour was, aside. And movies like Empire Strikes Back were like four or five laser discs, yep. double sided. Yeah, there, it was it was a crazy time, but and they made that you was the buy them quality. separately. They made you buy them separately. Like the entire movie didn't come in one package. You literally had to buy each of them separately. Yeah, and you'd, you'd go to consumers distributing and either rent the VHS player or rent the laserdisc player. Then the accompanying movies and discs. And that was what a weekend was when I was a kid. It was like my parents would be like, we want to shut him up. And they didn't care. They let me watch anything. They let me watch anything. I remember when I was in like in public school watching Aliens. Yeah. And just be like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. I'm going to be sick. I love it. You know, that type of thing. I remember somebody put on Twitter, what was the scariest thing that you saw as a kid? And I remember like they were like, what was the scariest scene that, that scarred you as a kid? And I'm like poltergeist the whole freaking movie like that was one evening i'll never like that was a week of sleep i lost going to see that movie as a kid in that loophole that we talked about where you just had to have one kid that was 14 and you could all get into the aa movie yeah not a good time or one adult with you and everybody was getting in poltergeist was aa <laughs> and i'm just like oh my gosh that stuff doesn't happen now. There's so many warnings, and but then the kids stream it. So, yep, exactly. Um, yeah, just crazy, right? Like, uh, you know, it's it's so going back to what I was saying. Like, you know, we had to wait eight months. Now, like sometimes it's like simultaneous release. Sometimes you're gonna have to wait a couple weeks. Uh, you know, with the Batman, for example, like you're gonna have to wait three weeks before it goes to digital. Like, it's it's just crazy. Yeah. Like it, it's just, and then we're going to be waiting for Spider Man, right? Like yeah. that's that's a gapped one, and it's a weird spot in Canada because the theater's closed in yep. Ontario. So it's yep. like everybody's talking about Spider Man. I'm like, I don't know when the heck I'm going to get a chance to see it. Like when it, when it hits digital, sure. But last week I did watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. I watched it this past weekend. Let's talk about that. Uh, Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife. That was a movie. Holy shit. Um, I gotta be honest. I liked it. Oh, I loved this, it. Like, this is the thing. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And I'm like, I'm not sure if people generally liked it or not. I read some weird things about it, but I'm like, it like landed hard with this nostalgia nerd here. Dude. Like, I was just like, I was in tears at the end of it. I enjoyed it so much. Oh, oh yeah. That last scene, that final battle. Oh, mm -hmm. just beautiful. Just beautiful. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's just yeah, I really enjoyed that. But the entire movie was just like a big thank you to the fans, right? Uh, yeah, I was talking. It was the fan service that you love, like, yeah, man. you know, 
Um, I was talking with Mike McGuire, the guy, the the co-host, uh, the guy that sits in the lead chair of of uh, Sunday Night's main event, uh, the radio show. Um, he was t- he's a huge Ghostbusters nerd. He is to Ghostbusters as Phil is to Star Wars. Um, wow. So yeah, we were talking about Ghostbusters actually on our podcast on Saturday night, and he was mentioning like you know the amount of Easter eggs that they threw at us. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I've talked about this when I talk about wrestling, and I know I've talked about this on this show, that for me, and this is what the MCU does great, and this is what Ghostbusters did fantastic. And that's, you know, the fan service, and as a kind of like a thank you for those long-standing, long-time fans who have suffered through other Ghostbusters movies and stuff like (laughs) that, right? Um, It was kind of like a thank you for being a fan for 30-plus years, right? For 37, 38 years, right? Like, it was just absolutely awesome. Um, No, the movie was great, right? And the fact that they keep the door open for future movies was great, too. Um, But honestly, like, if, if you're new to Ghostbusters, go and watch it. If you're a yes, fan a of the movie. first two, go and watch it. It is just a really well done movie, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know what? Even that third reboot didn't strike me. Like I know the controversy around it, but it actually was an okay movie for it me. Right. I laughed all the way through it. So this was way better for me, being a big fan of especially the first movie. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, like that was a cultural phenomenon from the eighties, and seeing this one and have it feel just as comfortable as that one. And that was just like, you know what? I, I just had perma smile the whole time. I told my friends and I'm just like, you guys need to watch it. Like you are seriously going to have a good night oh, watching yeah. this. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, it's just a good movie. I, I, I just go out and watch it. You know, what's not a good movie though, Phil. Uh oh! What? Resident Evil. Oh, okay. It's, Which uh, one? <laughs> the new one. The new one. Oh no! Oh, I didn't even know there was a new one. It's poopy. It's really poopy. Is is Mila in it or whatever no, her name? No, is? no, no. It's a reboot. Uh, oh. um, it's a reboot. Oh, they tried to make goodness. it seem more like the video games, um, oh. but yeah, it just uh, didn't work for me. I can send you, you know a link. What, it, I'll send you a link after. It, yeah, yeah. What's interesting about this this particular movie, and I don't play the video games very much. Like, I've got a couple of them. Don't really play the games, right? For some reason, and I don't even like horror that much. I'm not a big horror guy. You know that. Horror. Horror. I don't like it. I don't like the scary stuff. Not a big fan. I collected all of the movies of Resident Evil because for some reason, the, uh, this is what it was. In the first movie of the series, they filmed it in the building I worked in. Downtown Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. in all of the cut scenes, I could see where I worked. So I watched that stupid movie. Because it was the team masters in front and everything. Yeah. It was all in the building that I worked in at the time. So then I started becoming a fan of that brand because yeah. I'm just like, it just grew on me. Right. And I'm like, yeah. this is not what I should be watching. Like, this is weird stuff. And I got into the whole apocalyptic vibe of the thing near the end and 
just everything being messed up. So this is interesting. I, I will have to check it out just to see. Because that first one was equally terrible for the Mila Djokovic. Oh, this one is 10 times worse than that one. Oh, wow. I'm going to look forward to that. I might be a let's drink something and watch it night. <laughs> yeah, it's a good like <laughs> Thursday night thing, right? So you can just kind of coast through Friday. That's usually exactly. what I watch. You know, it's funny. It's The reason why I say that, Phil, is because I'm actually reserving Thursday nights for stuff that I don't like now. Mm. That way, interesting. Oof, I just punched the mic, which punched me. Um, that way, <laughs> that way, you know, I'm, I don't ruin the weekend. I'll ruin the pre weekend, yeah. but I don't ruin the weekend good point. by watching something stupid. That's a really good point. Maybe that's going to become my kind of go to if I if I think something suspect, it might get queued up for a Thursday, like. Hell, nope. if it's good, I'm going to be like, Friday's awesome. If it's bad, Friday's here. Yep. <laughs> and then, exactly. It's like, tomorrow I'm going to watch something good. Um, if today was Thursday, you know, it's just pretending that yeah, we're watching something shit. And it's like, oh, oh, hey. Now, Sunday, though, is not a good day to watch something shit. Because it's like, I just wasted my last night off to watch this shit. Yeah. 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 No, then... That's been part of the quandary that I have with taking gambles on anything on the weekend. I try to play it safe because otherwise I just end up being mad. Like this past Sunday, what I did, or maybe it was Saturday, the days all melt into one. I started building Lego again. I stopped for a year. Yeah, I know. I didn't stop buying it, but I stopped building it. And I'm like, "Mm, you know what? Kind of want that book of Boba Fett figure. Kind of want the new Slave 1 Boba Fett ship. So I'm building Boba Fett spaceship now. I don't know what it's called anymore. <laughs> oh, you're just going to feed that Star Wars fan rage. All right. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, yeah it, it's just you got to pick stuff that you know you're going to, you know, I knew I was going to enjoy building again. I knew all that, but I was just like, oh, it's Saturday night. I want to feel good. want to, you know, Sit there and say, I did something this weekend. What'd you do? Built some Lego. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have I have a few things to build myself. I have a TIE fighter to build. Um, and, and Phil, yes. I, I bought something else. I bought something else. I bought some more Lego. I, I, like, I have I know you have no idea where I'm going to put any of this shit. You bought the Batmobile. Yes, I did. I saw you building that. 66 Batmobile. I bought that. Well, I bought that on air last year. Um, I yeah. finally built it on Christmas Day because I promised my nephews that I would build it with them. And, uh, you know, I did that. Uh, now, a good set. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's nice. It's it's small. Now, I I'm, I tend to stick to the bat stuff minus the TIE Fighter because the TIE Fighter's cool. Um, but I, I bought something else, Phil. Oh, no. What did you buy? It's a, it's a, it's another Batmobile. Did you buy the tumbler? No, I didn't buy the tumbler. I bought the Batman Batmobile, the new one. Yeah, I saw it in the store. I was going to tell you. Yep. Oh, I bought like, it off of the uh, Le Amazon because Le Walmart has nothing. Wow. I saw it in Walmart. I saw yeah, it Yeah, it's all times. sold out. It's all sold out. Yeah. I figured the tumbler was going to be the seller, 
But I should have known that one. I was going to pick it up just to have it. And you know how you get your speculation buys. Yeah. Like, I bet you that's going to be a hot toy. But I'm not the kind of guy that's going to flip it. So I'm yeah. like, this is going to sit in the pile. Like, yep. I got a tumbler down there in the pile. <laughs> just, damn it. I'm running out of space. I know the feeling. I'm like, I just, like I darn. honestly, you know what I've done? So I have two Batmobiles, right? I have the regular Batmobile and then I have the 66 Batmobile. I just put them back in the box and put the box away. Like I just have zero yeah. place to put them right now. It is crazy. Um, yeah. So, so I got to figure that out. I still want the Batwing so badly. You got to hurry on that one. That one's going to be. Pinchy, pinchy time soon. Like that's going to be end of life. That's, I know. That's, it's, it's been out almost a year, right? So we're, we're getting to that yeah. uh, that point. Yep. One year, Lego, all bets are off. If that thing isn't cooking like hotcakes, Lego acts it. They're just merciless on that. Yeah. It, it's, I've only seen them ever bring back old sets once. So they went back and they said, ah, the sales were too good on this. We shouldn't have cut it off. And they brought back ship in a bottle and uh, the Saturn V rocket. Yeah. So, But those are classics, right? They should be, but, you know, like, here's the thing, right? I, I hate to say it. There's an economics to all this. But the minute they discontinue a set is the minute that thing skyrockets I know. better than gold. I like, it, it's just like... If you look at with the controversy about what's going on with Slave 1 right now, I've got the Slave 1 UCS still in brand new in box. It's actually the last box made by Lego that doesn't have the Disney logo on it. That's how old that thing is. It's not, it was in production for a long time because it's sold. Yeah. So what's happened though is because it says Slave 1 and new one says Boba Fett spaceship, it's now has climbed over a thousand bucks. That's and I'm like, crazy. it went from 250 Canadian to a thousand in the aftermarket right now. It might just be a blip, might just be, you know, a bubble, so to speak. But it's weird, man. It is weird. It makes me afraid to ever crack that open now. Yeah, because it's only going to appreciate, right? Because there's only so many boxes of them out there, and as people open them and build them, eh, there's lots of boxes. So it's interesting collecting. I hate it. Yeah. Ooh, totally get collection. that. <sighs> Lego, hell of a thing. Hell of a thing, Lego. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, we were talking about Ghostbusters, talking about Lego and shit that I've built. Talking uh, about the, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, how shite that is. Um, yeah. I still need to DC. watch Arcane. I still need to watch Arcane. Oh, That's something I still need I to do. an episode. Yeah. What did you think? I liked it. I I just watched one episode. I liked it. Uh, it's just about it was about forty minutes. It's it's a bit more of a time investment than I yeah generally have to get to know a whole new universe. But it seemed to be pretty consistent. And the one thing I don't know the lady's name, but Avasarla from the Expanse was a very distinct. She's an Indian woman with a very distinct raspy voice. She voices a character in it. So instantly I'm just like, it's legit. Like Avasarla's in it. Like, come on, man. So I'm uh yeah, it's uh it's not bad. It's not a bad show. It's it's well produced, well voiced. Yep. So yeah. 
And yeah. that's been kicking my butt too, because on Fridays the expanse comes out. So I'm down to I guess this Friday is the last episode. Yeah. And then that's done. Yep, exactly. Um yeah, the new season of Dexter finished yesterday. Still need to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um you know what's coming out soon? What's that? Uh oh. Snowpiercer. Peacemaker. PS Peacemaker. Snowpiercer. Oh, Interesting. Yep. I don't know. Did you ever finish season yeah. two? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how I'm gonna feel with no Melanie. Uh, she'll be there. Just just calm down. She'll be there. <laughs> I I yeah. I figured as much. Like the, it was a bit open ended. But I'm like uh, I don't I don't feel. But I found that the episodes where she was on her little sabbatical to go to the north. You know the the thing to save everybody. Some of those episodes didn't have her glue holding yeah. it together. Yes. And I'm Agreed. like, and I know that that was intentional. I know that they were trying to orchestrate chaos. But, and Mr. Wilford was expediting that. That's, that was his plan. But it was affecting my viewing pleasure because of so much chaos, right? I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. This is all becoming very high school. Yep. Yeah. So very have, dramatic. Yep. So we have Snowpiercer on the twenty fourth. That's on TNT in the USA. Netflix on Canada. Uh, we have Peacemaker coming up this week. I may or may not have the first two episodes to watch to review. Uh, so we'll be talking about that next week here on the show. Um, and then, yeah, man, there's the Cobra Kai. Are you into Cobra Kai? Cobra Kai? I know Tyler is not whatsoever. I watched. The first season when it was YouTube. Yeah. And it's not like I'm trying to avoid it, but I just haven't been able to put it together. Yeah. I just haven't picked it back up. It yeah. wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. Oh, it's fantastic. Season four. I I tried so hard to watch it over a few days, which I did manage to do so unintentionally. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was such a good season. Um, you know, it's one of those shows where... This is an issue that a lot of shows that has children have, right? Like, it's just children age. You know, it's your classic. It's your classic issue, your home improvements, your full house issues, right? Uh, PSRP, Bob Saget. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it. Kids are growing up very fast, right? So, and this show takes place yeah. at a short amount of time. So, it's just starting to become a little crazy in that sense. But hopefully, they do a time jump yeah. in this next season. But we'll see what actually ends up happening. Um, man. It's the Stranger Things problem. They're getting yes. older, they're getting awkward. Yes. They're, yeah, they are. They're not kids anymore. They're gangly, you know, buckets of teeth and facial hair. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, well, I know why I'm saying um a lot this episode, uh, but, you know, here we are. Uh, Fraggle Rock, mm-hmm. that's been making a lot of news Woo. the past couple weeks. Yep, coming July, January 12th. Apple TV Plus. Um, January you know, 21st. January 21st, okay. 12th, 21st. Got the little the switch around going in my mind. I was hopeful for the 12th, 21st. Hey, it's fun to have something back. You know, I I don't know that. I'll be honest. Like some of the material that they've released, they've really messed around with Moki. All right. She does not have any semblance 
Well, she has a bit of a semblance to the old Moki. Now, if you don't remember who Moki is, for those uninitiated or possibly who have forgotten their fraggle lore, Moki was kind of the peace, love, hippie lady. She was kind of like the one that always you thought, if there's somebody experimenting on drugs and it's not red, it's probably Moki, right? <laughs> so she's a fun character because she's actually reflective of a personality type, as they all are. But I think they've twink tinkered with it. So we'll see what happens. Like, I'm open to it, too. Like, I'm not complaining. But the internet is the internet. And I know that there's this army of Moki fans. And they might not, you know, vibe well with the new incarnation. Maybe the new incarnation will hold a lot to the old. I don't know. It's just yet to be seen. So to be determined. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Hopefully it's good. Um, I have, I have, I have high hopes for it. To be honest, I'm a fan of the Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Um, you know, I think anyone who grew up in Canada has probably watched Fraggle Rock, and they don't remember it or know it. Yeah, it was a staple on CBC. Like yep. CBC helped co-produce it. I know that it aired in the states on HBO, but here in Canada, it was pretty much made here in Toronto, and like filmed at CBC Studios. Or had a lot of production help from them, and God bless them. Uh, you know, they they put it on like it was candy for us. So they entertained a lot of my younger years. To be honest, though, I was a little bit older than I should have been to watch Fraggle Rock, but I was a Muppet fan. So yeah, what can you do? Exactly. You know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, you like what you like. Honestly, that's the number one thing that I learned. I, 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 I have so many regrets when it comes to my nerdisms, right? Like, you know, now it's all good to be a nerd, right? It's all hip. It's all cool. Say yeah. what you want about the show. You know, Big Bang Theory really helped it make nerd mainstream, you know, but say yep. what you want about that show. Um, but, you know, you know, you and I, more you, less I, but both of us, we kind of grew up in an age where... You were not cool. You were kind of seen down. You were looked down upon if you were kind of uh, uh, considered yourself a nerd and, and watched nerdy stuff, right? Right, Like reading comic books, liking superheroes, yeah. playing video games and stuff like that. Even, even back then, the superheroes weren't super prevalent unless you were a comic geek, right? Then that superheroes were creeping in, though, because you had... You had stuff like the X-Men cartoon. You had stuff like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that were all very heavily comic based. So, and you know, you had Justice League, things like that. So comics were definitely penetrating the, the Saturday morning cartoon space really well, but they weren't strong in the toy game. And that's where things like G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, at least for boy toys and He-Man. Like those things had really strong because they were driven by toys for the show. Right. And, you know, say what you will, that Star Wars. I swear the only reason why we get characters like Boba Fett and whatnot is because they make awesome toys. So it, it's, it really is a market where that was driving a lot of the excitement in the kids. But yeah, if you wore it on your sleeve too much, man, you're screwed. Yep. And, and you're naive enough like me that I would. Just be like, I really like the Fraggles, and I'm going to make my own radio show and record it on cassette and bring it in for the teacher. And yeah, it's a lot of pain. <laughs> yep. 
Agreed. Agreed 100%. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is there. But it's kind of funny, right? Like, uh, you know, going back, it's like, I really wish I picked this stuff up early. I really wish I started podcasting earlier. Like, I started podcasting uh, when I was what? How old was I? 29? Yeah, I was 29 when I started podcasting, right? Like, I kind of wish I started earlier. Kind of wish I was, you know, got into gaming and online streaming and that stuff a little earlier. I wonder where, mm-hmm. what I wonder what my life would be like if uh, I started all that earlier. Um, but here I am, like you know, well, mid to late thirties. Most now. of the streamers like quitting and like they hate the industry. And oh yeah, like hundred percent. They're all like, it's so fake. And we're burning out. And, you know, like it's all an act, and they're getting caught being real people doing real drama yeah. in their lives and losing contracts. And it just sounds like well, hell. A lot of these people <laughs> are idiots, to be honest, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, morality clauses are a hell of a thing. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Well, just try to be a decent person. <laughs> it's, Crazy concept. Shouldn't be that hard. Shouldn't be that hard, but shouldn't apparently be, but it is. Hey, hey, but hey, it's, 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 sometimes it's hard to tell people the truth. Sometimes it's hard not to be a dick. Sometimes it's hard, you know. It's, uh, yeah, people are, are funny beings to say the least. Yeah, well, I I ran into some funny beings on the Forza Horizon 5 uh, tour on the weekend, and they learned how I drive around people who are being idiots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing way more online stuff on that game than I ever have thought I would. Yeah. So just be forewarned. (laughs) I love it. Um, 15 million of you. Right. It's just crazy how many people play on my surly old man coming at you. <laughs> Watch where you drive your BMW M5. <laughs> um, you may think we're on the same team, but we're not. <laughs> I love it. I feel like I'm really straining my voice today. I don't know what it is. You're out of practice. <laughs> I've been talking all week. You're way more in practice. Yeah, I know. You're way more in practice than. Than, it just feels like me, I'm brother. really straining myself talking into the mic right now. So I, that's why I keep pausing <laughs> and looking at my settings. I'm like, no, no, it's like, you know, the gain isn't high or sorry, the gain's fine. Um, the gate, the nose gate, which kind of like silences outside noise and stuff, um, is not at a level that it's- like where I have to scream into the mic. Uh, so no. sorry. You sorry sneezed for the- off mic and I didn't hear it. Exactly. I, well, I, it was a cough. Um, cause like I say, I feel like I'm really straining my throat and I'm sorry for all the ums and, and pauses. It's like, we are literally <sighs> making this up as we go. Welcome to my week every week. Um, um, <laughs> I, it's just something that I catch myself doing now. And you know, uh, the other thing that I'm noticing more yeah. of is like, I find myself saying certain words in an episode, whether it be mm-hmm. this show or another show, and I really try to notice what, what I'm saying before I say it. So it's it's like you know I, I I'm just, it's these small things that I'm really trying now as I'm trying to kind of up my game, considering that you know uh, I'm going to be on radio a lot more. Yes, it is something I I think one of the people whenever we have a guest on who's accomplished at speaking i noticed that with them i think the person that it drove the biggest impact on me 
in the past while that we've been doing this was Fearless Fred. So, How so? What do you mean for by a that? guy who was for a guy who was driving home in his car talking to us on his cell phone? He was incredibly well put together. He was enunciated clearly. He sounded like when I listened to him on the radio. Yeah. And one thing you don't hear Fred ta- doing is saying, um, or repeating phrases or, you know, any of these things that we're self-critical about. Fred doesn't do that. Fred's yeah. clear, concise. He's, it's almost like he's reading from a script, but he's very personable. He's, he, he, he knows how to deliver a line and talk. I think the one thing that he mentioned to me was you don't talk to the mic, you talk through the mic. Yeah. And that was something that I had to knuckle down on for a couple of days where I'm like, interesting. Cause that's a perspective thing. That's a, that's, you know what I mean? Like you, yep. you really have to think about it when you're doing this type of thing. And I know that I, I made some changes. I'm not perfect. I'm continually trying to evolve my own self. But I know that there was a time at which you came to me and you said, Phil, I feel like you're a podcaster now. Like you you were very, and it was after that. And I'm just like, okay, well, I took some lessons and and gave myself a little bit of a hard time about things. Am I still making mistakes? Hell yes, I'm going to. And I'm trying to avoid those same traps. I'm more diligent about it now than I was. Yeah. So see, we fall in this weird little place because we're not radio. This is not this is not a radio polished show. This is a podcast. You know, there's a big difference yeah. between a podcast and a radio show. A podcast is more of a casual conversation, right? A radio show is formatted uh, in you know very very direct conversations where you're broadcasting them, right? And you and, and you're you're yes. very specific to a certain extent. Podcasting is more of a conversation. That's at least what I try to do in whatever yep. podcast I'm on. It's more of a conversation. Whereas in the radio stuff, I try to spit out facts, get to the point very fast, spit out facts. Yes. We don't have time to to to, to dick around, right? We have to get to the point, essentially. Yeah, yeah and, and, and you know, that's the one thing that when, again, when I listen to Fearless Fred or any other radio personality that I find personable... They have to balance that. They're economical with their time and their delivery, but they're still letting you know who they are as people. Right. And I feel that that's something that podcasts lean a little bit more towards you're going to be you and maybe a little less direct. Whereas broadcasting on radio is more that other way. Right. But you can also take it completely like news radio and just blast the news. Yeah, and I, you know, and we've kind of we've toyed around with the various formats. I'm, st- dude, we're still playing around with what works best. Yeah, right. Big like, time. there are days where I'm just like, you know what? Let's 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 have a conversation. Let's have some I, things that we want to touch on, but let's have it more conversational. Uh, kind of like a this is the this has been the your week in geek as opposed to, you know. CP24. CP24, for those people who don't know, is it's a it's a all news channel, but it's a very casual all news channel. It's 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 a it's not C it's not CNN quality. It is like, you know, very bare bones yeah. news. Anyways, um, you know, it's uh so we're still playing around with exactly what we want to do, right? And and honestly, this is where why I always ask people who I know who listen to this show. 
any listeners who want to send in feedback, please send it in. Like, what type of show do you guys want? When I look at the numbers, it seems to be you guys want the conversations. When I take a look at the numbers, it seems like episodes like today's episode is going to get a lot of listens because you get us. You get Boris and Phil. And if Tyler were here, you'd get Tyler, right? You kind of get the real us. Not that we're putting on a character or anything, but I find that when we're all when we're all business, we're all business, right? Um, so it's, yeah. I'm still trying to find kind of like that middle, seeing what works. But you know, I, I think, I've go ahead. taken to sorry, I've taken to this thing lately. I don't know if you've noticed it, um, but I try to reveal more about my personal self, about not an idea that I had, but maybe an experience I had growing yeah. up, like talking about laser discs or talking about making those radio recordings on tape. Something that makes me a little more vulnerable. Something that I'm willing to share with the audience. Yeah. So I'm trying to do that a little bit more because I figure people respond to that because that's actually who I am. I got in shit for that, you know, or I got exposed for that where people were like, ha you did that geek. Yeah. That type no, of thing. So. Well, that was exactly it, right? Like, for me, like, you know, I kind of, it's kind of, you know me, but I'm an open book for the most part, right? Like, uh, and that's kind of bitten me in the ass at times in my life. Uh, you know, the reason why <laughs> I stopped being RPP president was because of that. So I've kind of, like, taken a step back, um, and I'm kind of, like, in the middle. Like, I, I try to do what you say, try to tell stories, try to get, you know, as I talk about stuff on this show, uh, when I'm kind of not like leading the conversation, I always try and, and adding to the conversation. I always try to, you know, add that little personal touch to it. But that's 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 what I mean. Right. That's podcasting. You can do that with podcasting with yep. radio. It's kind of it's a lot harder to do that. Right. Um, yep. So but again, it's just, you know, trying to find whatever works. And, and you know, again. I will say, I just just send us feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want. Let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, we make a lot of assumptions. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we've been talking a lot less about hardcore tech news because we've noticed that those episodes kind of don't uh, don't do as well. Yeah, and you know, as well, it's been a weird news cycle. I don't know. The world's getting. St- sick and tired of hearing about some of that stuff but one of the things i don't know if you want to do the dc story now or if we want to talk about the big boba fett in the room so it's okay so let's talk about dc let's talk dc yeah we'll we'll always end the show with the whatever the big show is that we're watching at any given time and right now it seems to be boba fett so we'll talk about some dc stuff and this kind of goes in the same vein Boba Fett in the same vein of Boba Fett in the same vein of, um, you know, the whole Boba, 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 uh, the same vein as fuck, uh, the same vein. I, sorry. I, and I'm not, I'm not even going to edit this at this point. Going back <laughs> the multiverse. Okay. So yes, you know, DC over the weekend there's have been a lot of rumors and innuendo a kind of about yeah. the flash. And we kind of knew that this was going to happen. So I don't know why people are shocked, but people all of a sudden are now reacting, right? And it is how Ben Affleck has come out and said that the Flash is going to be the last time he dons the cape. I don't know why anyone is shocked about this. People gave him so much <laughs> shit 
when he was announced as Batman, if you recall. You know, so the guy has also been given a really tough role because he's been given really shit movies to star in. So, um, you know, Ben Affleck's last movie is Batman. There's been a lot of talk about The Flash and this being The Flashpoint and kind of, you know, in the comics, The Flashpoint comics was the major event that rebooted the entire DC universe and we got the new 52 out of it. So there's a lot of speculation, rumors and innuendo that this will do the same with the DC movie franchise, the DC extended universe, whatever you want to call it. And The Flash is essentially going to set things right or wrong, it depends how you want to look at it, but essentially the Snyderverse is going to be erased, you know, there's been people trying to debunk this, but at the end of the day, the Flash is going to be a major step for DC movies, I don't know honestly what's to come from this, I don't know how I feel about any of this, but expect major changes after the Flash. Yeah, I, I, I think that you know, we have to let it get to screen. Whatever version of that movie that they're working on now, maybe that's a direction. What the version is that ends up being the one that we consume, I don't know that it is. I don't know if we're into another Snyderverse thing where it's like, oh, there's a Snyder cut floating around where, you know, this happens. Yeah, I don't know because DC have put themselves in this situation and it is an opportunity to get it rectified. And I can't blame them for wanting to do it. My only hope as a geek, as a fan of these types of movies, is that they have a plan going forward. That's all that I ask. Whether it be Zack Snyder, whether it be someone else, it just has to have a plan. I think, honestly, just from what I'm hearing about Peacemaker, from what I saw with Suicide Squad, call up James Gunn and give him the keys to the DC universe. Like, just like go make us money now <laughs> and, and make us laugh while doing it. Yeah. I just feel that that's probably the safest bet. You know, if, if we're into a singularity world of somebody's got to fix this crap. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm still hostile and angry over wonder woman 84. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I can't believe that that's been a year already since we watched that shit. I, I can't believe that I watched ten at the same day. That was a bad day of movie watching. That was Christmas oh. Day last year. Oh. two years ago, I guess. Twenty twenty twenty. Stinkerville, man. Yep. In the morning, I watched Tenet, and then I watched One Roman, and then at night, I ended up watching Spirit or whatever that uh, Disney one was called. The ghost oh, one, wow. the jazz one. Oh yes, yeah, Spirited Away or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever it's it called. Whatever. Someone's yeah, yelling at us one. right now. Yeah, that one. Oh, but, I can hear the internet erupt. It's just it was that really sweet Pixar movie. Exactly, it was a good movie. So, We're not saying it's just we forget the title. We watch so much. Phil, do you know how much wrestling I watched last week? And I hate myself for even knowing for doing this. Because you okay, here's the I, thing. I feel. Like, yeah. I feel I never know how much wrestling you watch, Boris. I never know. I, yeah. But from the looks of it, it looks like it's probably about 17 hours a week, man. Um, On a normal week, okay, let me see. It is about, I usually watch SmackDown. I usually watch NXT. That's four hours plus Dynamite. Uh, that's six hours. Usually Rampage. That's about seven hours. 
let's say eight hours a week is typically what I do. Ten hours. Let's say ten hours a week. You know, last week, the new year seems to be like the big, let's do big shows everywhere in the world, in Japan, in North America, and, and in between. I've done 30 plus hours, 32, 33 oh. hours of wrestling last week. Holy crap. Yeah. I can't even sit through an hour of wrestling. <laughs> you know what the funny part is, Phil? What? <laughs> I I shouldn't be saying this, but you know, it's 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 I I know how to watch it. I know how to consume it, and I do love aspects of it. You know exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> yep. You know, I can talk about it, I can write about it, I can speculate about it, I can analyze it and make it entertaining, but you know, there's just certain things about it that I just cannot effing stand whatsoever. <laughs> I could totally see that. I yeah. could totally see that. But it's like nerd stuff, right? Like, you know, yeah. it's, the, it's the same as nerd there's, stuff. It's there's just, a comfort there's a comfort zone within its boundaries. You can exist within those boundaries, but it doesn't mean you have to like it all the time. There exactly. may be aspects that drive you crazy, but there's a comfort zone with it. it. That's the way I relate to Star Wars. Like I say, even bad Star Wars is good. It's like, like pizza. Exactly. Like pizza. Uh, and kind of like, you know, on Sunday night's main event. And I've been actually saying this a little more here just because of all the shit that three of us consume. Between the three of us, we watch very different stuff. But it's kind of funny because we also watch the same stuff, but we have different views on it. And that's why I love our Christmas shows, just because that really shows. Anyways, um, <laughs> I have. Uh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, you know, we we watch these things so you don't have to. All I can say is I think Tyler's got to go back and rewatch Pig. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yeah. his pick. I know. And I'm like, I brought, I, I felt like I opened up a can of whoop ass on that episode. And I wasn't meaning to. And I did not look on the internet. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That was the longest month of me sitting on Pig cooking all kinds of internal feelings yeah yeah that no that movie was something he, yeah it was a lot more the than stuff I tyler gives us the stuff tyler gives us to watch both years yeah suicide cult last year like come on man. <laughs> yeah yes suicide cult i forget what the movie was called but it was good but it was just like heavy yeah, it was, a it was heavy really movie good but at the end of it the, the the Jim Henson was the let's pull out the razor blades. <laughs> oh man, oh, good times. Great times, man. Honestly, it's always good times. And this year's gonna be so interesting here. I kinda like our Monday recordings. I like that we've gone back to Monday recordings. It gives us the weekend to watch bullshit. Especially now that like I feel a lot less pressure that the Disney stuff is on Wednesdays, right? We don't have to rush to watch anything. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make special recordings. We can if we want to, but kind of gives us a little more leeway into into content and picking out what we want to talk about cuz like we're trying to do like, you know, three or four big subjects a week and then, you know, whatever we're watching. And then I always like leaving at least 20 to 30 minutes at the start of the show to kind of like, you know, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. It's a good format. I hope we stick with it, but yeah. 
it's kind of been nice that it hasn't been too spoilery on the internet. People are respecting the Wednesday releases. So it was much more difficult on a Friday night when people would get the show, they'd get excited, and then they felt like they had to bite back the entire weekend. Right now, we're pretty strongly adhering to you can watch it on Wednesday. You can watch it all the way through there, but you're going to be quiet about it basically until the Monday. So most people are doing that on the weekend. It gets a bit creaky, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little something. It's a little something on the weekend, but I think overall people are doing well. And like I say, it gives us a little, little, little leeway in terms of when we do stuff and what we talk about. Anyways, speaking of it, Phil, do you want to take over? Do you want to lead this convo? Yeah, we we got our our second episode, chapter two in the book of Boba Fett. Was it the tribes of Tatooine? So, I I I expressed some hesitation last week with the first episode. I was a little bit uh, wary about the Sand People storyline for me personally, or the Tuscan Raiders. Uh, and more excited to be in the present day. However, this episode was a little bit shocking in a few aspects, like how much I enjoyed the whole uh, Boba Fett issues with with the Sand People. Yeah, because that they they basically accelerated. They did a lot of progression in that very quickly. Yeah. I was worried that it was going to be languishing in the buildup of respect, but respect was given quickly, thus allowing the story to move more aggressively towards where we all want it to be, I think. And yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of Easter eggs in this episode, like a lot. Tons. Yeah, I'm just curious, what did you think of the first episode and what did you think of this episode, your general feelings? So the first episode, I feel like they were trying to do too much. I feel like it should have just been longer. I feel like while the concepts were good, I feel that it was just too short and they were trying to do too much and too little of time. I believe that that entire episode could have been stretched at least, at least one more episode and it would have been a lot better. I believe that just the back and forth of time was interesting, but it was also, you know, you know, I feel like this episode, episode number two kind of did a great job of explaining how we got from, you know, from 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 almost getting killed to where he is now and kind of what his inspirations were and kind of why he's the way he is and why he's changed and why his motivations are the way that they are and why he's aligned himself with certain people. Um, I feel like they've kind of done a good job of kind of going back now and explaining that but as the first episode was kind of going on they were kind of like you know this is a very different Boba Fett than what we're used to what we thought in our head because I kind of feel like he's this mystical character mm. where we've always been able to make assumptions about him but because we he's barely gotten screen time until now now we're actually seeing him for what he is right so our assumptions of him may be incorrect so we're kind of crapping on the show because of it. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I I do. Like 
my big hangups on the first show were I was really disappointed by some of the action. Yeah. But that being said, we do have a lot of time stuff happening here. So Tamara Morrison or Boba Fett didn't know how to kick ass at that point. I get that. But even the present day stuff, it was a little bit lacking on that front. That was my major objection. That and the pacing of the episode. I thought, if anything, the opposite of you. I thought it was paced way too slow. So I felt like when you watch episode one and episode two in a cohesive chain, episode two makes episode one better. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's exactly so. It. And, and, you know, this is similar to Hawkeye, right? Episode one. Yeah. It just seemed a little different, seemed a little weird. Episode two kind of, okay, now I see where they're going with this. Now I see why they did these things in the first episode. I've, I, you know, similar to Hawkeye, that's how kind of how I felt about Boba Fett. That, you know, again, that's what I meant yeah. about now you see his inspiration for where he is today. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I I felt like, for me personally, coming into this week's episode two, I felt like I, I can be really excited now. I was I had a lot of trepidation with the first episode. I knew they were going to deliver on it. It's Dave and John. Like, you can't mess this up at this point. Like, they, 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 if they would have messed up, it would have been Mandalorian season two. Right? And... And this one, I'm just like, okay, it's it's going to become the home run for at least me. Maybe not everybody, and that's fair. But for myself, I'm like, guess what? And this week brought that in spades, as far as I'm concerned. Because what we've got here is, you know, Boba Fett brings the, the, the what is it, the night wind guy, uh, uh, the assassin, he yeah. brings him back to the mayor. The mayor and him have this little back and forth. Uh, and then we we go outside and the mayor's just sitting on something. He's like, yeah, you should go to the bar. Check out yeah. the bar. He goes to the bar. He calls them on their bull crap. And then what do you do? You hear the drum. You see Max Rebo and everybody stop playing the instruments. And lo and behold, what's coming down the, the main dust street outside is two not one, but two huts yep. on being carried by their entourage who struggled mightily under the weight of these yep. slugs. They're cousins of Jabba. And yeah, I'm like instantly it got, at least for me, I'm like Dave and John are swinging for the fences now. Like they, they're, they're bringing their A game. They're bringing their, they reached into the Star Wars bag and they pulled out a trick that they know is going to work. So instantly I'm excited. And then lo and behold, what happens with that confrontation is they turn around and this is probably one of the weirdest deep cut nerdisms I've seen in star Wars, but I'm also happy that they did it. And that is they pulled a comic book character out from Dr. Afra and Darth Vader. And that is a big Wookiee called Black Kershantan. Yeah. BK. BK. That's what we all call him. So anyhow, this is a just a giant gladiator Wookiee. Apparently, he's got a lot of history with Boba Fett. 
he even has some history with Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. Yes. So now we've got a possibility of someone that might show up in the Obi-Wan show because he does have the scar. So it's interesting. I hate Wookiee names, by the way. Like, oh my God, K R R S. Like, oh, like, oh, well, even saying Kashyyyk, right? Like, blonde. the first time you see, the first time you see Kashyyyk being spelled as how the fuck do you say that? Yeah. So I butchered it. I know I did. I, but I don't know that anybody knows to say it right. But anyhow, BK is, is just the way to go. And man, does that character ever look nasty? Like, nasty in a good way. Like, I'm just like, oh, I can only imagine if that goes down, what that's going to be like, like that's, that's going to be the stuff that guilds new star Wars fans. Cause they're going to be like, man, I'm going to, you know, I want to play Boba against BK. I want to get the action figures. I want to play that out. So there's some excitement with that. And then we get into the dances with wolves. The, we're going to go back and, and talk about what's going on with, with, these sand people and Boba Fett's relationship and another deep, deep Easter egg. And that, that was Toshi station. That's the infamous Toshi station that Luke Skywalker talks about. It's a deleted scene in star Wars episode four, a new hope. And in fact, the two characters were two characters that were cut that didn't make the movie that were in the deleted scene. Yeah. So apparently it's like Uncle Owen's cousins or something. Yeah. So anyhow, it's just there's so much of that of of deep cuts and even to the point where the end part with the gaffy stick is actually the concept art of Ralph McQuarrie about how he envisioned sand people. Like it was it was an homage to the concept art that half shielded like like the ship hull that they were building the gaffy stick in that was from the concept art. So I'm just like, like, Holy cow. Like this is a, a, a show done by fans for fans. Yeah. So, and, and, and you don't need to know any of that to enjoy it. But I that's don't know the, about you, but the, that's the thing right there, like, Phil, we've talked about this and this is what I love. And this is, I kind of was talking about this when we talked about ghostbusters, we always talk about this when we talk about the MCU, and that's they like this show, uh, you know, Dave Filoni and all and and company. They do a fantastic job of not only giving new people a good show to follow, but it gives us diehard fans who have been following this stuff for forty plus years, or however long you've been watching uh, and reading and playing and whatever Star Wars stuff. You know, it, it that deep cut appreciation and thank you, right? It's like these these the fan service that they do is just yep. amazing, and I love it. But like we said, you don't have to be that diehard fan to enjoy it. No, it's a perk. Like it's nice to see it, but it doesn't affect like my friends who know nothing about Star Wars. They enjoyed the episode, and they're like, "That big Wookiee looks mean." And stuff like that. I'm like, it's, it's great. Like the storytelling at the end for me, where Boba Fett goes from v- being being very displayed as a kid who was an, who was basically orphaned as a child, uh, had a rough life, wasn't really accepted in the family, finally found family, and that whole thing with 
you know, it's obviously mirroring what's going on with his 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 attempts in the new world yes. to becoming a crime boss. Like all that stuff is there for all of us to to drink in with our eyes. But I just found that it was incredibly emotionally moving. Just the whole they're dancing around the fire, unifying through a tradition that he's openly accepting. And just the music, like everything, was just beautifully done. I was just like, I know it, it's ho- hokey and kind of cheesy, but it's a it's kind of an emotional journey that you've gone through. And I'm like, I've watched it like like I say about five times now, and I get a little bit misty at the end, and I can't figure out why. And I'm just like, it's damn good storytelling. They actually were able to take me on a journey. And make yep. me care about these people that I didn't care about even a week ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't wait to get that Lego model of the train. <laughs> and then the speculation, like the pikes are the people in the train moving the the merchandise through. Yeah. The people, like the aliens that they, that they had in Solo. Yep. And in Clone Wars. Yep. And I'm like, and they're heavily invested in crime syndicates, which you know where this is going, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're going to find out that they basically go after the sand people and create Boba Fett, the crime lord here. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and guess who's sitting atop that throne in classic Disney plus show style. Who's the big bad that was pulling the strings behind the huts, behind the mayor, behind all that. I'm guessing it's going to be Kira. That's who I think it is. From Zolo. Yep. Yeah. That's who I think it I is. I just think that there's too much. And I think we're going to get uh, BK and Boba fighting in one episode. And guess who's going to win? BK is going to get his butt kicked. And then they're going to bring in the Huts are going to go and hire Cad Bane. And we're going to get a live action Cad Bane. I could be horribly wrong. I'm completely just throwing stuff out there. Because Dave and them have tipped their hands. They put yeah, Cad they Bane in the Bad Batch. Yeah, exactly. they, they, they've they've played some cards here. So I'm like, man, oh man! Like when you think back on the Mandalorian, and you think back, everybody knew Ahsoka was going to be there. Everybody knew it. So when her scene comes, like when her shot comes up, we're all happy, but it's kind of feels anticlimactic. We're halfway through a season, and I guess that's the big reveal. And then what do they do? They whop us with. Luke Skywalker at the end with Mark Hamill, right? Like internet explodes. So now they've set the bar and but I'm the thinking issue that is bar is now, probably going to be Kira. Yeah, I agree with you, but I don't like how the internet, we're having a Mephesto moment. The internet is having a huge Mephesto moment yes. with this show yeah. because everyone just wants it to be Han Solo. Yeah, and there's the rumors speculating that and all this kind of stuff. Like, look, I know Disney are good at de-aging, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I think that it's incredibly cliche if it's Harris, if it's Han. Yep. Because I'm like, you know what? Like, that needs to stop. Kira represents a path forward with a character that's just starting to emerge in the comic books, just starting to become a player in the Star Wars universe again. And you have a, 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 a lot to mine from her, a lot to get from her. But if you go to Harrison Ford, we all know how Han dies. Like, we all know how Luke dies. It's We're telling 
stories in a time capsule. I'm like, that's lazy to me. That is a little beyond the pale. It was fun when it was Mark. It made sense that it was Mark. But I can't in any way see how Han Solo having some kind of revenge on Boba Fett at this point is, you know, well, number one, that I'm really interested in. Han assumes he's dead. Remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Like, he went in the Sarlacc. Yep. You heard him. Exactly. Didn't see him. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I just think that it's a lot of internet wishful thinking. I agree. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I keep pressing the wrong buttons all the time. It's fucking funny. Um so it's so it's a minor thing, but it's just so funny sometimes. But uh, yeah, no, no, honestly, episode two was fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah, I love the fact that we record the show on Monday now. So there's only two nights before we can watch it. Oh, I know. I'm so excited for this week. Dude. Like, holy cow. Very excited, but anyhow, yeah. my keyboard's acting up like crazy right now. I don't yeah. know what's going on. I think it's I think it's time, Phil, for us to call it an episode. But before we do, you should tell our listeners how they can get a hold of us. I will certainly be able to do that. I can facilitate that because I've been on the sands of Tatooine. So, all right, that's my best Tamara Morrison impression. Our website, if you want to track us down on the internet, it's www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can shoot us a message or, uh, you know, anything, a, a DM, whatever, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at It's Canon Podcast. If you want to write us an email, you can email us at show at itscanonpodcast.com. You can subscribe via basically anywhere where you get podcasts. I'm not even going to read the list. If you found this podcast, you probably found a platform where we're on because we're on them all. So please be sure to subscribe and hit notifications for when we drop these episodes. And as well, leave a rate and review, if at all possible, on the platform. And hey, do something good for me. Tell a friend you're listening to the It's Canon Podcast Show, and maybe they should too. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for that, Phil. Uh, Tyler, I hope you're doing well. I hope uh, everything is going well on your end. Hopefully, next week, the band can be back together so that we can give you the best and worst of 2021. I'm not even going to guarantee it at this point because you never know what the F is going to happen on Mondays. But without further ado, he's Phil. I'm Boris. You're listening to the Ed's Cannon Podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things geek, all things nerd. And the best part of it all is that it's all in canon. Good night.